Hey everyone, welcome to Go Mode, the podcast all about the Link to the Past randomizer. I'm Tim. And I am Dante. And I'm Herfie Durfee. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about hovering in the randomizer. It's a controversial topic with some players loving it and others hating it. Yeah, um, I've definitely seen some heated debates online uh, about the merits of hovering. And some people say it's like an essential strategy, while others argue that it you know, ruins the challenge of the game. Well, uh, I personally love hovering. I think it really adds an extra layer of strategy and creativity to the game. Uh, it allows you to access areas and items that you otherwise wouldn't be able to reach, obviously, uh, which can really change the way you approach the game, in my opinion. I I see where you're coming from, Herfy Durfy, but I have to disagree. I think hovering takes away from the challenge and uh, sense of exploration mm-hmm. that makes randomizer so fun. It's like it's like cheating in a way. Oh, I mean, wow. like, OK, like I can understand both sides of the argument. Like, I don't want to be the middle ground here, but. Like on one hand, hovering does make the game easier and can make certain parts feel less satisfying. But on the other Mm -hmm. hand, it adds a new level of creativity and strategic thinking to the game. Yeah, I mean, I guess it comes down to personal preference. Some players might love hovering and find it adds to the game, while others might just dislike it and prefer a more traditional approach. Mm. Mm. I think that's a fair assessment. And. Ultimately, it's up to each individual player to decide whether or not they want to use hovering in the game. Exactly. Like, as long as everyone's playing the game in a way that they enjoy, that's that's what's important. Agreed. And uh, with that, we'll wrap up this episode of Go Mode. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. And scene. <laughs> All right. So y'all, che- y'all cheated a little bit. You were adding little like phrases in there to make it sound more real. You told um, us to make it real. <laughs> yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And I mean, it was very, very hard to try to read that and make it sound real without adding a few little ums and ahs. So for those of you who are just absolutely scratching your heads, wondering what the hell we're on about, uh, that was a script of Go Mode courtesy of ChatGPT. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you are not familiar with this, it's a new chat client. It's, you can sign up and it's free to play around with. And it's a scarily accurate uh, like writer. You can write scripts from like TV shows and movies and stuff. You can do podcast scripts like this. Um, it's somehow new. I think the prompt was something like write an episode or a transcript of an episode of Go Mode podcast. Uh, I did have to put our names in there. I had to say hosted by Tim Dante and Herfy Durfee. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, it gave us like weird random names like Mike and Sue and stuff. But uh, all <laughs> I don't the stuff be that Sue. it said about. So and, and I ended the prompt like uh, about, you know, an episode about hovering. And it knew all that stuff. Where did it get that from? Like, where did it pull? Because like a lot of it is wrong, like empirically wrong. But the <laughs> language is is like not too far off. So, yeah, I mean, I thought, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I guess it's not bad. I feel like if you look at it at a very like surface level, if you don't, you know, go into the topic itself too deep, it's like, hello, we're talking about X. And then one person is like, yeah, I really like X. And the other person is like, yeah, I don't really like X. And the third person is like, yeah, I guess it comes down. You know, some people really like it and some people don't like it. And then we're like, all right, and that's it. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's definitely a part of it for sure. That's like the discussion uh, module. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. And like, Except for a few things, like if we tweak this a little bit to fit more of our personal style, which it obviously couldn't know, uh, yeah. I think it'd be it'd, it'd make a believable, you know, at least somewhat believable uh, part of of a Go Mode episode. Yeah. yeah, this thing's actually kind of powerful, by the way. Like it's a, almost yeah. scary. So like my my boss actually brought this up to me today, and he asked me if I'd ever used it, and like. I was still drinking coffee. It was like 802. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea what that is. And as soon as he started typing, he was about to hit enter. I felt like, and I was like, Oh wait, is that the AI thing? And he goes, it's an AI thing. <laughs> um, so he actually showed me that it actually will write code for you. Um, mm-hmm. with like major languages. So like he posted, uh, he said, I'll ask it, write a JavaScript program that reads a CSV file and uploads it or uploads the fields to a MySQL database and like it just spits the code out. And he's like, well, here's my example. I just have to make it work for our stuff now. And I'm like, okay, that's uh, not creepy at all. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's one of those. It really feels like fire, you know, like a, a really important invention that we're going to have to be really, really careful with, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. we'll, we'll see. I think, you know, there's a lot of this stuff out there now. I mean, we've all seen the AI created images. Yeah, uh, it all really it kind of started out with deep fakes, right? Deep fakes were the yeah. first big AI thing where people were like, oh, wow, that's crazy. You can just like replace a face or make someone say something that they never said. And now it's like AI created art. There's a lot of surprisingly good AI created music. There's also a lot of surprisingly awful AI created music. Sure. But there's a bunch of really good stuff. Hmm. I saw something like- earlier today where they uh, fed an AI a bunch of MF Doom uh, stuff mm-hmm. and they made like a new uh, track with it. And it was like, it was a real banger. It had some wow. real crazy lines in it and the, it sounded great. And uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I'd like Oof. to think that, uh, that the, the genre of music funk is, uh, is, is AI music because it's so bad. <laughs> it's kind of good. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> it's definitely procedural. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. cowbells everywhere. So it's like it's AI cowbells. <laughs> yeah. No, as a uh, musician <laughs> and specifically a composer, this is all extremely unsettling to me um, to see just how replaceable I am. <laughs> you well, know? I mean, no one is safe. I mean, and this is this was something that came up at dinner Saturday night. So that was a fun topic because uh, yeah. a, a friend of mine, uh, he's he's trying to. He's writing his own comic and he's illustrating his own comic, colorizing it, all of it himself. And uh, he, uh, he we were talking about the AI stuff like, you know, we we're, you know, having a few beers and I'm like, look at these cool selfies of me looking all muscular. Uh, and he was like, yeah. it's stealing art. And I, I kind of agree with him because like some yeah. of those AI programs show the like watermarks where it got the info from another artist the without their permission. Yeah. yeah, for the source. So it's it's very dangerous, like you said. Um, yeah. But that uh, definitely not. I mean, I, I'm going to lump that in with politics. Not a great dinner topic because uh, it <laughs> it kind of derailed the dinner for a little bit. <laughs> I mean, it's derailing this podcast right now. I feel like I could say a million more things, <laughs> but we got to give the people what they want and what they came for, and that is conversation about a link to the past randomizer, both the game and its community. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, so we wanted to start out with a little bit of a continuation of our conversation from the last episode, which as a quick reminder was sparked off of a email that we got from community member Lumaga asking, is there too much going on in the community in Rando right now? And you guys did a great job responding to that uh, in our discord. We had a lot of really great conversation about that uh, and a lot of really, really good points made. It was, it was very fun to uh, read through all of that over the course of the last couple of weeks. Uh, to kind of continue the conversation, one thing I wanted to ask here on the podcast and then bring to the discord for, you know, another round of conversation, basically, is this idea that, you know, when we said there's too much going on in the randomizer, a lot of people interpreted that as there's too many tournaments or people are starting too many tournaments. Um, and I wanted to just kind of examine that thought in a way by starting to ask, why does it always have to be tournaments? Why, when you know we talk about starting something up, does it end up being some sort of competitive head-to-head elimination event? Mm-hmm. You know, so so that's that's where we're going to start. And uh, Herf, maybe you can you know get get us kicked off here on this conversation. Yeah, I mean, we were talking a little bit about before we started recording, and I said, I mean, there's a lot of basic I, I call it basic just because it's like you know when i say it everyone's gonna be like duh, that's so obvious but like there's a mm-hmm. there's a bunch of basic ways you can raise people if you want to you can make a you just a casual room with friends with a single friend if you want to do a head-to-head raise uh you can do ladder you can play in the league you know all the stuff that we already talked about all the obvious ways that you could get something competitive going but to expand on the answer a little bit and actually answer the question of, you know, why always tournaments? I suppose it started at least with, you know, the whole community or at least like most of the online community of Randomizer is really based on this competitive mindset sort of, you know, that's the whole thing. Everyone's racing in one way or another, be it glitch tournaments, be it in the league, be it in, you know, there's nobody... 
there's nobody like an NMG sitting there for 12 hours a day grinding for a world record, right? Because how do you get, how do you really get a random world record or something? So it's all based on the competition and the tournament format is just, you know, the most conducive to that kind of stuff. And that's how it started out. And I think now it's tournaments because as we've seen from the discussion on the discord, people see a mode that they really like and they also perceive as really popular and most of the time it is really popular at the moment and then they think to themselves hey why hasn't anyone made a tournament out of this yet and then they make one and you know in theory or on paper that sounds good that's how we started the whole discussion last time but i still stand by my points that i do believe there's just way too many of them going on you can't make a sure. tournament out of every mode as much as you maybe would love to. And then there was this whole other ta- tangent that I don't even want to go on where it's like, well, you know, if you add boots to this mode and maybe something else, it, it, does that warrant, you know, is that enough change to call it a new tournament or are you just running the same tournament, but you have starting boots and that's why you're running the tournament because you didn't like that the original one didn't have starting boots. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 And I, I, you're referring to a specific tournament that we're actually going to be announcing later on in the episode. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and uh, I, just to touch on that real quick so that, you know, starting with boots, I guess the idea is, you know, it makes seeds go faster. So it's not as long and drawn out and maybe reduces burnout. But also um, this individual, I think, wanted to create a tournament that is shorter. And that was one of the, uh, you know, suggestions that was made kind of during all of the discussion was, okay, well, maybe the problem isn't that we have too many tournaments. Maybe they just last too long. So Mm -hmm. that's one way to take it. That's, I think that's interesting. And and again, we'll talk more about that tournament later on. Um, uh, the other thing, I guess, I mean, why I wanted to challenge this is just to say, I think it's great that we all want to play together. I think you're absolutely right that, you know, this is in its nature, a competitive, uh, activity mm-hmm. where it it's comparison that makes it fun. It's not just, you know, always about how you do in a vacuum. You want to see how you stack up against other people. Right. Racing is a great way to do that because it's like a, a, a real world kind of check. And as we know, rando can, you know, change, change things up quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, you know, if you're playing a bunch of seeds and averaging out, um, you have less of a chance of kind of registering in that way. But, uh, you know, does it always have to be a tournament? I guess to, to come back to that, I think it's we've done that because it's what we're used to. There's kind of a structure in place to do that. It's it's not that difficult and the people are there to sign up for them. But I'm wondering if we can kind of find other ways for people to get together and to play that are not just head to head tournaments, you know, with an async and then groups and then brackets. Um so, I mean, I have a couple other ideas, but um, Dante, I'm wondering if you maybe have some thoughts based on. Um, I mean, just like going back to the initial question of like why tournaments and I kind of agree, I really agree with what Herf said, just in the sense of, you know, what else do you have to compare? You know, we don't have the world record thing. Uh, there is something about um, competition, uh, whether it be rando, whether it be for me, dance games. Uh, it it like I don't know. It drives people to want to improve. Um, it's probably a good way to put it, at least in you know from where I come from and like my mental outlook. Competition is uh, a motivating factor uh, to try and improve yourself, uh, whether it be rando, like I said, dance games, or you know, I guess your job too. Like some people have like you know competing like in sales yeah. and stuff like that. So it, it can be very motivating for folks. Uh, I think that in, in like, how do you compare yourself? Like I, when I used to play rando offline a lot, I would, you know, when I would do two or three seeds a day, it was like, all right, I'm gonna download this and I'm gonna play it. And it was like, well, that was cool. And I don't know how, how I really mm-hmm. did. That was how I felt as a newer player. Like it felt good for me, but I guarantee you it probably at that time was not like high level play. Um, I mean, I can tell you it wasn't high level play, (laughs) Um, but uh, I I think it just it helps give a comparison to like stuff like the dailies. Like I I love the SG dailies. I I haven't participated one in probably two years, but like they are there for like a semi casual organized um, competition. And then but what's so easy about those dailies is to say, um, 
I'll do the next one. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little busy. Like the tournament kind of gives you a little kick in the butt to when you sign up for it, uh, be motivated to play your matches. Like because even when it's a little inconvenient for you, you're probably going to readjust your schedule a little bit to schedule your matches. Uh, at least, you know, that's how I think about it. Um, so I think that's why tournaments are. I, mean, I kind of think that's why tournaments are the go to. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Like, I mean, like I said on the last episode, I I would love to do an Intimizer tournament. I just don't want to. I don't know. I, I just I, I am in that. I feel everything's oversaturated. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's my personal convictions. So I just haven't decided let's do an Intimizer tournament. I'm, you know, it, I don't think it would be huge. Um, but you know, we have seen time and time again, if you make a tournament, people will come yeah. like, it, it doesn't matter the length, if they're really long or really short or, you know, just right, whichever bowl of porridge you get at the three bears house, um, you know, people are going to enjoy it. Uh, and you know, and, and people are going to not enjoy it all at the same time. So I think it's just a, I don't know. It's hard to really like say this is what it should be because there's so many different opinions and that's exactly what it all is, is opinion and not like it is factual that it is X, Y, and Z. Like it's just that you can't really put that stigma or that association with it. We're all just talking out of our asses. You, me, her, everyone in the community. I mean, like we all are just like doing our best, you know, we're, we're, we're all, (laughs) you know, just trying to, I think, you know, we all like the community a lot and we're trying to steer it in the way that we think that, you know, that it will be the most successful. Yeah. Um, So, and, and, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm okay. done. I'm not. I'm not okay. keep talking. Well, speaking <laughs> of uh, an animizer tournament, I, I I am going to come back and touch on that in a second. But I just want to quickly kind of chime in with one thing that I really like and one thing I really dislike about tournaments. So the one thing that is great about tournaments, uh, and I'll, I would say this is true for the league as well, is that it is scheduled a, appointment rando. Like you need to come together, and this person is counting on you. Also, all the people that are in the bracket with you or in the group with you and the admins, people are expecting you to play. And as a, you know, uh, family man with a full time job, I really appreciate that because then I can, you know, that I can, you know, go to my wife and make that clear and say, look, it's not just me. There's other people. I made this commitment. You know, we're getting together and it makes sense now. And she's, you know, wishing me luck and like ask me how it went afterwards. Like she's bought in. So I really like that aspect of tournaments is that it's it's like it really legitimizes the playing of the rando. And for me, you know forces me to carve out time to continue to play this game that I really enjoy. Um, what I don't like as much about tournaments, and this is not as specific to the league, is that there is not a lot of rando playing if you're mediocre like me. <laughs> uh, you know, tournaments are great for that like upper percentage of players that are guaranteed to hit brackets and get at least a few rounds in there. But even for them, you know, you, you, you take a, a couple bad seeds and you're out in the first round uh, you know, you're done. Uh, they're still watching. They're still calming. There's other ways to get involved, of course. But in terms of playing rando in that tournament, your experience has finished. So that's something I really don't like about tournaments is that it's like you have to rush to play a bunch of seeds and then suddenly you're not playing anything at all. And I think that's really what causes burnout for me is being forced to play a lot in a small period of time and then getting eliminated and then having to sit on the sidelines for the rest of it. So um I, I, you know, that's why I, I wanted to kind of, you know, explore ways to do things to play together as a as a as a community and have it be legitimized and have it be appointment playing, but not necessarily have it be a tournament. And there was one thing to come back to the Animizer tournament. I wanted to shout out um, and we'll talk about this more in our news. Um, but the creators of Avian Art, uh, Homemade Beer and Structural Mike have created kind of a fun community event called the 12 Days of Animizer. And they've taken it upon themselves to just generate one seed a day, uh, you know, leading up until December 25th, uh, 12 seeds, you know, one seed a day of different enemizer modes and inviting people to play it and enter their name on a leaderboard. And I, I don't know if anything's going to happen at the end. Probably not. I don't think anyone's expecting that. It's just fun to play in this way. So I wanted to absolutely kind of highlight that as a really cool way to get some community involvement going without it being a tournament. Uh, and you know, I unfortunately don't have a ton of ideas beyond that. Um, you know, group qualifiers, I think are, are one way that we can maybe talk about a little bit, but I just, you know, I applaud their, uh, ability to find a way to get the community, 
um, active without it being a tournament, but still having it feel meaningful in some way. So uh, that was that was what I wanted to, to highlight here. And now I've I've talked quite enough. So um, what do you all think? <laughs> I mean, are all are you all good? Do you have any additional thoughts? Or I was I was going to suggest when you said, are there other ways? And I know it's not as organized as like joining a race time room and saying hey to your opponent and then, you know, readying up and then, you know, instantly discussing the seed afterwards, you know, kind of coming off that post race high or, you know, the just, you know, win or lose, et cetera. Um, I, I think asyncs are a really good way to do that. Like, you know, we I've mentioned before, there's like the monthly spoiler challenge, which is not really an async type deal, but that, you know, since it's spoiler, like that's in that main tournament or the main discord yeah. rather, you know, Malmo has done, I'm not as big into these because I don't play as many glitch modes, but I know that that community has like an async list that comes out, I think every month that has at least like five seeds of different varieties. I don't know if it's five like overworld glitches and five hybrid major glitches and five no logic, but I know it's like a mix and match at least of all of those. So it's at minimum five. Um, You know, I'm kind of talking out of my butt here because I don't have it pulled up. I don't know the, the exact specifics. But those are available like we don't see a lot of asyncs like people don't organize async stuff, you know, as much unless it is, uh, you know, prepping for a tournament like the league or the main tournament uh, or cross keys. So, like, if someone is like, I'd like to do something for the community, but, you know, maybe they feel like me uh, and there's too many tournaments, then an async thing is kind of like, you know fun way to compete i yeah. think so like you could you could say something like you know i i know this 12 days of minimizer is lasting what 12 days you know something along those lines like at least as far as seeds so like something like this you say all right we're releasing this sheet of asyncs and then we're gonna average score like we'll say score it with the main tournament scoring system or something like that and then we'll see who wins like and just it's like a full async tournament like it's another way of doing it or, you know, you might even call it a tournament. It's just a way to compete. Yeah. Uh, so that's one way I think we could find something that's not a tournament. I think maybe for for I say this uh, not from a place of like talking down to. So I'm sorry, Tim, but like like you, you mentioning you being out mm-hmm. early, like this would be a way for you to get a full experience, I think. So like players that are, you know, uh, uh, you know, of your caliber or even greener, newer, so to speak. They can play the whole thing and just see how they stack up as a whole versus, you know, oh, well, I went O2 and I'm done. So, uh, you know, there's there's this. I think that's a little more beginner friendly personally just because it's there and then they get to compare. That gives actual data. Um, It's not a full group race where you all do it live and you all discuss it as soon as the race is concluded. But it's it's very similar, I think. Yeah. Asyncs are a great way, I think, to, you know, play as a community. The other nice thing about asyncs is, you know, worst case scenario, let's say you have something happen in your seed and it just goes absolutely terrible. You can just turn the game off and walk away, pretend like it never happened. You don't have to submit the the seed time at all, <laughs> you know, if if that is going to help you, you know, to, to feel better about the game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think those are great. Another thing I mentioned real quick are like qualifiers. Um, you know, this is another kind of unique situation that I feel like hasn't happened in a long time since not since the main tournament, which, you know, it's been a while. Um, but that's just a really unique experience. You know, we've we've talked also about like how to meta game or maybe not meta game that that particular type of of situation. But it's something else I would like to see, you know, live races. I mean, the dailies, you know, are, are a version of that. But, um, yeah, maybe something more organized that's kind of feels like qualifiers, but then like, that's it. You know, we had a few people mention that in our discord of like, what if there was a tournament that was just qualifiers and then you see how you stack up after the end of those, like, and then that's it. So I don't know, you know, that's an interesting idea as well. Um, but uh, yeah, I, looking at kind of the time here and the interest of moving on, I, I want to let her get the final word in here and then uh, we'll, we'll move on to our news. Um. I've been thinking about what to say, and really, the only thing that I can come up with would start a whole different tangent okay. again, so I'm not going to mention it. Put it in it. the chat for maybe think, for next uh, time. I think the only thing that I might want to add was earlier when Dante was talking about why tournaments and, you know, playing against uh, a whole 
a group of people and how it's kind of scheduled and stuff. I think another big point is also being able to play against people that you would normally probably not mm. play against. Right. Yeah. You, you might get Agreed. someone that would never race you just because you don't really have a lot to do with them or you're too far apart skill wise or like ranking wise on the ladder or whatever. So you will probably never match up, but you know, just because of the weird seating or because it's a qualifier or whatever, uh, you get to play some people that you would have never gotten to play. And that can be a cool experience. So I can understand how that can also be like a, an appealing point for the tournament format and why people will like that. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, save that uh, tangent or whatever. Maybe, maybe we'll dig mm-hmm. into that next time. It's it's more like a hypothetical that I thought up that, that while I was thinking about the whole yeah. you know situation in a, in an so, All right, well, nice little. But yeah, we'll save yeah, that for for some potential other time. teaser for next time. I love it. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Again, the clickbait. Yeah, um, y'all uh, jump in now that you've heard us talk about it. Feel free to go to the podcast channel in our Discord and uh, let us know what you think. Are, are are there ways other than tournaments that we can generate a little bit of group play in the community? Let us know what you think. All right, so to get into the news, we're going to start as we always do with a quick check-in on Boom, baby. Get your halls decked. Welcome to a Tuesday Dante edition. It looks like the devs have dropped another festive right as we finished recording. So we did want to say something about it. I played one of these. I actually played it. I heard it was more than just cosmetic. So... Spoilers ahead. That's your spoiler warning. Okay, turn it off. Fast forward. If you don't want to hear it. All right. Now you know. Here we go. So, uh, I love the fact that we have a cannon that shoots bombs. That is incredible. It is like the coolest thing ever. Uh, Santa feeling really generous. I legit want to hear this every time I fire it. Like, just imagine, you know, every every shot, it would be phenomenal, just constantly. Anyway, that aside, uh, there's some other stuff in here that's pretty fun. A lot of logic changes due to that cannon. A lot of uh, other things, such as, you know, callbacks to past festives with, you know, deep snow basically everywhere in the grass. Uh, the blue boots. I love the blue boots. Basically, seeing... Uh, you know, being able to walk on ice. It's always so trippy, uh, not stuttering on the ice and having to, you know, adjust in GT, especially of all places. Um, Swamp being in crazy, weird logic now, making it super accessible early. Um, yeah, it's just uh, it's super fun. I, I advise everybody to play it um, if you haven't already. It's uh, it's great. Um, I, we, we've on this podcast, giving them a lot of slack sometimes, you know, just saying, you know, it's just cosmetic, so eh, but this is, this is great, thank you guys so much, and, um, yeah, hope you guys enjoy it. Now, back to the regular action. All right, so to get into the news, we're going to start, as we always do, with a quick check-in on the league. Uh, checked in this morning and saw that the Pugs have officially moved on from round one, so congratulations, Dante. Uh, do you want to comment you. on, on your round one, uh, it was yeah. it was very emotional uh, as Aerie uh, won game one. Uh, or I, I'm speaking in order that they were played. Uh, Aerie mm-hmm. took game one. And then shortly after the game two started with Andy and Ravis, um, Aerie beating Dragon Strike. I do want to make sure we mention the, the players. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then Andy and Ravis and watching that race, I was like, Andy is so dead. He was so dead in the water. Um, and I, this was one of those deals where, because I'm on Andy's team, I was very glad we won. Um, but I was very like, as a, as a person, I was very heartbroken for Ravis, um, who was at Ganon and took multiple deaths on master sword, silverless Ganon. Um, maybe it was silver's Ganon. I'm not sure, but I I know it was master sword and, you know, when that when when you see that happen and, and as someone who has had that happen in a race like it, you know how it feels and it, it doesn't feel good. You don't you know, you don't turn down that win, but you don't really feel great about it, I guess, is a way sure. to put it. So yeah. um, that put us up to two zero, and then I just decided to lose against Kermit. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I'm kidding. Kermit played made some really uh, great skips. They They paid off great. 
I played a little safe. So I, I burned out a little extra time uh, in some places and lost a Kermit by a little over a minute or right around one minute. And then uh, so that was in casual boots. And then we went to a game four. Uh, Kermit picked swordless. So I was like, I guess I'm playing. Uh, so we played swordless and it was quite the adventure. Uh, the neither one of us wanted to check front of swamp without a hammer. Or a hook shot at the time. But uh, the boots were there, which led to our go mode hammer and oh, a very, wow. a very weird seed. But go mode hammer and swordless was was the adventure. I, I say go mode hammer. Um, it, it wasn't go mode for me. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bom- Bombos was go mode for me, but that was in ice. Kermit, I think, had dipped ice early. Uh but basically it was kind of like that was the linchpin is like the chain of going to swamp to get your hammer out of desert from being bootlocked. Anyway, it was a great series and talking about playing people you've never really got to play before. I don't think I had ever matched up one V one against any of those three. So, you know, playing Kermit twice, it was, you know, it was nice. I know Kermit's been a part of the community for a really long time mm-hmm. and yeah. I, you know, said as much uh, in, in the race room and post race. So um, definitely fun. We're, you know, to have that series glad we're moving on. And we'll uh, we'll see how the rest of the stuff shakes out since things get reseeded. So we don't really know who we're playing yet, but we are uh, we're waiting. We're we're waiting and ready, I guess. <laughs> yeah, sweet. Well, GG's on the uh, first round win, and uh, best of luck to the pugs as you uh, continue on in the brackets. GG's. Yeah. So a uh, quick update on the long shots. We unfortunately have been eliminated from brackets, but don't be too sorry for us because we are just absolutely as proud as can be that we that we made it there. Um, so we ended up going three and one um, against the Crystal Roller crew. Uh, I I was the uh, first one up and I took a loss to Arm LX, who I actually got a chance to meet at SGL. So that was cool. So it's cool to, you know, play someone that you've, you've met. Um Dr. Earworm, the team MVP, uh, was able to win the second match against Zafikel. And then uh, Tyler Salt uh, took a loss to IB Karma for the third race. And so uh, for race four, I was up. I picked the open. um, What is it? Oh, open Open master compass shuffle. Yeah, exactly. The master Um, compass. (laughs) Yes, the master (laughs) compass. Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Um, and yeah, it was, it was tough. I took some pretty tough deaths, uh, that green mail. I didn't realize until we were done, I guess I was getting that hard mode confused with the hard mode from main tournament qualifiers not too long ago, yeah. where you do have the blue mail, uh, but, and there's no half magic, but this was, I randomly got half magic and I was like, Oh, I didn't expect to see you. Oh, and I never saw yeah. blue mail. You're thinking which, SGL settings. Mm-hmm. Yes, SEL. Thank you. Yeah. So I uh, was and that's my fault. Of course, I'm not I'm not trying to make excuses or whatever. It didn't matter one way or the other. Uh, IB Karma <laughs> is very good and um, deserved to win those two races. But again, we were just super happy to even be in there. So, uh, you know, we're, we're excited for next year. I am going to try to work on some of my shortcomings, some of the glitches that I missed during some of these games and, uh, um, you know, things like that. So I, I want to train and, and be even stronger when we come back for the next season, but uh, we will continue to let you know how things go in both invitational and open for the league. Uh, but be sure to check out those races. Um, Twitch.tv slash the ALTTPR league is a great place to start. And then speed gaming picks them up after that, right? Yeah. Or you can just yep. go to ALTTPR league.com. Yeah. Even better. Sweet. All right. So uh, just to follow up a little bit on uh, something we had teased earlier during our uh, discussion up top, the Avian Art creators, again, that's Homemade Beer and Structural Mike, have set up this 12 days of Enemizer in the days leading up to Christmas. Um, so we'll link a uh, the, the document basically they've created for this in the description of this episode. And it just keeps track of all of the seeds that they've generated thus far and how many people have played them, and then the leader for each one. Uh, and the second day, 27 people have submitted times for that one. So uh, that's the max. But even the minimum, um, you know, uh, the a couple days ago, there was 19. Um, the one for today is a little lower, but, you know, they're 
probably people getting ready to play when they get home from work and whatnot, but quite a few people in there playing. I would definitely recommend checking it out. Again, there are all animizer modes. Uh, first one was an open seven, seven, uh, five golden rings. Day was five kiss priests, uh, in a row. You just time yourself going through all five of them. So I thought that was kind of fun. Um, and I guess they're kind of trying to theme these a little bit with the 12 days of Christmas. I don't know. I haven't quite seen it. Uh, there's a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> um, there's only the so much turtle. theming you can do in Brando. So uh, any yeah. effort mm-hmm. of making any a effort, variety, uh, yeah. I think, is good. Yeah, absolutely. I think they are, though, because three French hens is a ped seed and a ped animizer, which is kind of fun. I love that uh, four calling birds is a, is a four seven fast Ganon throwback to the right. terrible idea from was that 2019 Herf? <laughs> yep. Yeah. <clears throat> And I remember seeing that uh, sha- uh, six keys laying is shadow rush, which requires six out of 10 Triforce pieces, which are on bosses. Right. So, yeah, they're definitely going They're They're theming it, uh, which I, I very much appreciate. But I guess was um, it 12 is going to be AD. <laughs> probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun to speculate. Seven could be so many different, just like normal crystal modes. Um, That'll be cross keys because it's seven crystals. No GT. OK, nice. I'm, I'm literally right. like that'll probably be out. Before yeah, you're the speculating. Episode. Yeah. So I'm speculating eight. I have. Oh, no, and no idea. Yeah. And then this episode comes out after that. So people yeah. will be able to look and see if your prediction came true or not. Love it. But cool. Like I said, we'll put a link to that in the description. Not much more to say about it other than I think it's a really neat idea, way to get people playing, you know, other than your, you know, standard tournament. So it's, it's pretty cool. All right. We also had another thing that we had mentioned up top, uh, a tournament that has started um, for two reasons. One, a love of of cross keys, but wanting them to go faster and also a desire to run a shorter tournament. So uh, Krellbell in the community has announced a 2023 Casual Boots Cross Keys ALTTPR tournament. Uh, so we have the rules. I know I, I felt like I needed to read the whole thing again for some reason. Um, so I'll put the rules in the description of the episode. Uh, but just to give you kind of the uh, high level facts here, registration is open from now until the end of the day, Friday, January 6, 2023. And like I said, it's meant to be short. There's one required async seed used for seeding. And then it is a double limb best of one bracket uh, with finals being best of three. Um, so it's short, it's a shorter tournament, but I believe it's still going to be like seven or eight weeks of the, you know, elimination bracket. Um, of course, you know, it's since it's double limb that, that gives you a little bit more playing time, but, um, for a lot of people, it'll be very short. Uh, but, uh, you know, that, that is exactly the idea behind the tournament. So, uh, again, we'll link that, uh, the rules in the description, uh, and also the discord. And, um, I believe there are still plenty of spots open. So, if that is appealing to you, then get in there and get your name in. All right. So one other thing that we have here, um, Ninjembro, member of the community, I think was at STL and I missed him. Like they were, yeah, they were he, there early. He, he was in, only like, there for like an hour, if dang. even like he was there for like an extremely short amount of time. Yeah, that's what I'd heard. Well, anyways, Ninjembro is going to be running an AD key seed at MagFast. So MAGFest, this is like a play on MAGFest, which you may have heard of. This is a music and gaming festival. Um, And the next one uh, that we're talking about here is being held in National Harbor, Maryland, from January 5th to the 8th. And MAGFest is the marathon that's running simultaneously during MAGFest, um, you know, marathon of speedruns and whatnot. So Ninjembro is going to be doing AD Keys Seed, and he is scheduled to be on Friday, January 6th at 10 p.m. Eastern as of right now, but um, I'll try to link like the, the schedule if I can. And I would imagine that probably updates in real time. So um, be, be sure to check that closer to the day. Uh, but he's going to have uh, Danny Music on the couch doing some commentary. Nice. And uh, yeah, uh, for a, f- a former guest of the show, Danny Music, enjoyed, enjoyed having him on to talk about MSUs. And uh, I believe this is going to be supporting the charity Child's Play. Yeah. Um, or at least I, it has in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This used yeah. to actually be called um, a long time ago. This was Mega Manathon. Um, oh, really? And it was just like a bunch of Mega Man stuff, you know, and variants and a bunch of like DJs playing Mega Man, like remix music. And now it's kind of evolved into like a speed run type thing just to, you know, branch it out more. 
Uh, I know this because uh, somebody who was at my house Saturday night, uh, It's the Hutch, uh, is one of the the people who helps run this. Um, oh, cool. So if uh, if you are in attendance at MAGFest, go check out um, Ninjimbro's run. Go, and Ninjimbro, if you're listening, uh, make sure you try to find Hutch and uh, also Juggleboy360. Tell them both hello. Uh, I haven't... I saw I saw Hutch recently, like I said, but I haven't seen Jungle Boy in a while. Um, but yeah, those uh, two cool dudes and that that whole group's pretty good. That helps, you know. And there's a lot of people who help put that on, not just those two. So uh, I think it's really cool. I'm looking forward to watching that. Yeah, anytime uh, you know Rando is in you know a, a marathon, that's definitely something we want to shout out. Anytime because that's when you hear so many people say like, "Oh, I heard about Rando from blank," and it's usually like GDQ or you know something like that. So. Magfest, another, you know, big, big uh, uh, speed running marathon that, uh, you know, it's kind of kind of getting nailed TTPR up on the big stage. So that's awesome. Um, and yeah, best of luck to Ninjembro. I asked if he was going to uh, have someone screen the seed and he was like, oh, I probably should have someone do that. Huh? <laughs> so there is a chance he might not. And you're definitely going to want to tune in for that, because as people who watch people play this game a lot, that that could be really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, cool. All right. Uh, so the last thing we have here in terms of news, uh, there was an announcement the day after we recorded the last episode. Uh, so we just kind of missed it. But um, a announcement of the 2023 German tournament. Herf, you're putting down your sig because you know you're about to be up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, uh, I, I have looked at this rules document and I like skimmed it a little bit earlier before we started recording. Uh-huh. And the Germans are crazy. <laughs> How so? It's crazy what they're doing. Well, first off, they've apparently got 96 players. Oh, so right. that's, that's a fair off, number. That's, you know, registration's that's, still open too, geez. right? I think so. I'm not sure if it's really already at that. I think like the announcement on the Discord says since uh, they don't exactly know how many people are going to sign up, they're planning with either 64 or 80 people. And the challenge that I looked at earlier says 96 players, but it might just be the challenge is set to 96 players and they'll fill up the rest or like, you know, lower it down to however many they actually get. But, um, okay. All right. So they got two group phases. Let's start off with that. The first one is a Giselle style group for four uh, from 96 down to 48 players. Then they go into a six, six people group. A single round robin phase for to like lower it down to half. So half of those people, the first three advance. Okay. And then it's a single elimination bracket of 24 players down to the winners. So that's the start of the whole thing. And then group phase two and bracket phases apparently goes through like some kind of option select where each player gets to ban and select options out of three different pools. I don't know if you guys are looking at the rules document. I can link it in the... Yeah. I, I do not it's have access to it. It's in another it. language, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sort of hard I don't have rock. readable access either. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. just... Uh, hang on, I'll link it in the host channel. You okay. should have readable so, access at least. Can, can, I, yeah, ask, right. can mm-hmm. I ask this, like, for you guys and, and everyone listening? Um... Uh, didn't didn't the Germans just have a, like the German tournament? Like I thought I thought there was a swordless tournament that happened like starting late summer, or was that or was that like a different tournament? I think it was like also a German tournament, but a different one. I'm I'm honestly not really sure. Okay, honest, I have a hard but- time like figuring out when like. I hate to, you know, I'll word it this way: like the other language main tournaments, like yeah. or whatever they want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hopefully that's not offensive, but like whatever that's no, no, like, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Like their, no, their main tournament. I don't, I don't know if they're like, just whenever like, Hey, we're doing another tournament. Uh, but <laughs> it, it feels no, like they're I, like I, always is a German tournament and all, I guess it's because I, I'm not participating. So I hear about them and then they fade away and then I hear about another language tournament mm-hmm. and it's probably some overlap of that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, you get those three pools that you can choose from. Uh, I don't know if you guys can see that. Where I can see it now. Yeah. Pool and one, I, pool two, actually, pool Google Translate has done a pretty decent yeah, job. Yeah, it's probably pretty good. So either way, yeah. these are the options. I'm not going to go through the whole thing because it's going to like take way too long sure. just to talk yeah, about the single tournament. But what I wanted yeah. to mention is in the in a game three in the brackets, 
they have a what they're calling a German hard item pool. And I think that's a very interesting one because you don't have half magic. That's pretty normal. There's no hard pieces. They've only got 10 boss heart containers and sank heart. So all you get if you find something is a full heart container. Uh, mm-hmm. You get exactly to a, to a max of 14. Uh, you get the four swords, but only three are usable. Three shields, but you only get the first one. Uh, there's only a single uh, armor upgrade. Uh, there's four uh, bottles, but you only get two of them, and they're all empty. So all of that is pretty standard stuff. And the rest just, you know, talks about seeding and how the groups will play out and stuff. But I think it's, you know, it, it's interesting to me that A, they've got that many people. I know there's, you know, a lot of people, but that's a lot of people. Yeah, and for sure. Uh, it's interesting that they have like their own little hard item pool that they're doing. It's like, uh, yeah, no heart containers. Yeah. So interesting. I, I think or no piece of heart. Yeah. Container. No piece of hearts. I think that's so interesting Yeah, to have like no heart pieces at all. So there's like the only refill you'll ever get is the same card and that's it. And like, you know, wow. boss stuff, obviously if you kill a boss, but you're not like grabbing four heart pieces and getting a lucky refill or something like that. Yeah. Well, I hadn't even thought about that. Just the, I mean, of course, I'm just thinking about like, I need as many hearts as I can, especially when there's no red or blue mail. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man, that's, that's pretty savage. Interesting. Pretty interesting. I, um, yeah. I, I kind of like that just due to the fact that heart, heart containers in A Link to the Past, you know, give you a heart, but they mm-hmm. don't refill. So the pieces right. do give you the refill. So you're like, you know, in open hard that we had this past main tournament, uh, you know, in the spring, like there was a lot of refilling of, of life. So I think it does add a different level of difficulty. I think it was at in a recent commentary thing that just said, there's like 27 variants of hard mode. And this one is the variant number 16 when he was talking right. about it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it could help but think that as I'm reading this, it's like, God damn, another hard mode to get tricked by yeah. <laughs> because I didn't read close enough what the hard was. Right. But yeah. I, I think it's a, it's a good spin. I'm all for, you know, experimenting with new things. Um, and totally. And seeing how people enjoy them. So best of luck to everybody entering that. I think uh, I think it's a lot of games uh, if you start, yep. if you go pretty far just based off what you were saying, Herf. But other than that, you know, best of luck. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. With that, it's time for the GMP community updates. So uh, this is the last time I will be making this announcement, but the glitched mentor tournament registration is still open. Uh, from now it's been open for a while, but it closes on, uh, December 26th. So get your entries in that is both for racers and mentors. I would say we could still use, uh, uh, you know, a few more of both. So if you've been on the fence and you were wondering, you know, Oh, is it going to be like a ton of people and I'm going to get cut or is there not going to be very many people at all? And it's going to be weird. I would say like, we just need a few more people on in both categories. And I think we'll be in really, really good shape. Um, for nice, like even brackets and whatnot. So get on in there. And then uh, Boots Camp had just technically started yesterday. Um, I think an announcement might have gone out or sorry, on Monday. I think an announcement might have gone out yesterday about it. Uh, but this is very casual this year. You know, we've done more like organized, you know, join us at seven o'clock. Blah, blah. This is more like just be around in the discord. Feel free to ping people that are admins of this tournament. Uh, or, um, you know, if, if, yeah, I mean, that's basically it. I think some of them also will probably be, um, you know, announcing when and if they have like, say office hours, if you want to call it that. Um, so if you just have a few questions about a few glitches or just general questions about the whole thing, stay in the discord, especially in our glitch channels. And, um, this is a good time to kind of feel things out before you fully commit to, to registration. So, uh, get it on in there. All right. And uh, that's all for for the uh, GMP stuff, just the biweekly seeds to handle here. So we did do the Triforce hunt last time. I unfortunately didn't get a chance to dip into this one. Um, So, yeah, that's that. (laughs) Uh, I I just I just bought a house, by the way, and and I just Mm -hmm. sold my We're not in the shout outs part yet, Tim. You can't can't skip your own script. the only reason I said that is because that is absolutely not my shout out this time. I've already decided what my shout out is, and it's not that. So. That's that's just my official. Right. Um, it's I'm using it as an excuse for why I didn't play the PWS. <laughs> that's that's why I trotted it out. So anyway, uh, for this next one coming up, what 
I feel like we should maybe do an animizer because we've talked a lot about no. that. We've got the animizer thing going on. You think no? I think no. You're saying no of all people. I, yeah, mm. I, I, I don't want to. No, I'm not going to give any inclination that we're trying to step on the avian art toes. And Oh, yeah. Well, no, we definitely don't want to step I, on I your think, toes. It's just, I'm not going to say the community's got enough animizer, but I don't think two dueling communities, not dueling, mm. I guess that's the wrong word. I just don't think it would be good. So. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, we don't want to overdo the Enemizer right now. If you Ooh. want to play Enemizer, go do the 12 days. You had mentioned cross keys. What if we do one of these full boots cross key seeds? Mm, okay. I mean, I can't deny it's definitely a great time for it. Uh, it's relevant. Um, so, yeah, sure. Let's do it. All right. Yeah. Okay. And hey, I got a lot of time off coming up here, even with the like packing and moving that I have to do. So maybe maybe this is a chance for me to really uh, I mean, I've played cross keys before, but like maybe one a year. I always forget everything I learned every time I come back to it. So uh, maybe I'll, I'll really try to study up and, and see how fast I can do this one. All right. Well, I guess with that, it's time to wrap it up. So I think our email's probably still broken, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, but again, you know, just hit us up on Discord or Twitter if you want to reach out. Amazing. Uh, and, you know, you can feel, feel free to send in uh, fetch questions that way, too. No no reason you, you can't do that. So that's how you get in touch with us. You can also, you know, download this podcast wherever fine podcasts are sold. Uh, if you enjoy the show and you've never rated it on your podcatcher of choice, please consider doing so. It really helps us out, brightens my day whenever I see a new review. Um, and it's it's been a minute. So I um, encourage you to do that if you haven't already. If you really like the show, uh, there are ways you can support it. We have a Patreon um, where you can uh, get access to a special Patreon-only channel that we sometimes use, sometimes. Uh, but yeah, uh, and then we also have PayPal, but like, you know, it's, it's in the, it's in the d- description, but I, I, we don't usually talk about that one much. It's there though. Uh, okay. Now the moment I've been waiting for shout outs, this is what, this is what <laughs> you want to go first. Do it. No, no Tim. It. Oh, okay. You right, always go last and steal our thunder. <laughs> now you got to be no, that person that absolutely. gets okay. thunder stole, stole. Okay. So my, uh, shout out this time is a song. Uh, and more specifically, a part of a song. But uh, the song is called In the House of Stone and Light by Martin Page. Have either of you ever heard this song before? I don't think so, at least not by yeah, feel name. Free to, yeah, feel is free it, to go uh, not, uh, jump on YouTube and take a quick listen. Uh, so this song randomly popped into my head the other day. I don't even remember how, but there's a part of this song that like it's just one of it's like a core memory in my brain of being a kid. And hearing this, it was like oh, all yeah. over the radio. You Dude, know this song? Yeah, oh, thank God. I know this song. Thank God. Thank, thank God. Oh uh, my God! I used to hear I've, this I've been like talking all about the time. This song to so many people, and so many of them are like, "What is? Like, what are you talking about?" But like, it was the number one adult contemporary song for like a few weeks on Billboard, uh, and like number seventeen on the pop billboard or whatever something like that uh, but there's this breakdown that just like i just have this memory of Is like standing in my parents room yes it's the vocal breakdown <laughs> I'm, I'm if you're part. on spotify <laughs> go to 208 if you're on youtube go to 145 and it's just that part but like it slaps so f- hard i cannot stop listening to it it, not only is it good but like it reminds me of my childhood and just like gives me this feeling that i just like i don't know i'm I'm chasing it i'm I'm absolutely loving it so uh, i'll put the link in the description if you're listening on youtube go to 145 and just listen to this vocal breakdown and just get lost in this in this wonderful 90ness uh, and, and enjoy it. God, I haven't so, heard that in a while. Thank you for that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm glad that you recognize it. Cause like I said, I've been, I've been talking to so many people about this since I found it and like barely anybody remembers it. So thank you for that. With, uh, why don't you keep the momentum rolling with the shout out of your own Dante? Uh, so I, I think I may have shouted this out before, but if, if I have, I forgot, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to shout out Harbor master 64, also known as uh, ship of Harkinian. Um, I downloaded the newest version of that recently, and I decided to play in some Zooter um, with uh, all the quality of life stuff they have on that. So it's basically a, a way to decompile your legally obtained ROM of uh, Ocarina of Time, and uh, it's basically a full-on PC port, um, and 
and it the graphics may it makes the graphics a lot better it makes the gameplay smoother less lag it just runs really nice uh and the randomizer is built into it directly so you don't have to go to the website and like do a bunch of stuff you can just toggle it all there it's got a built-in tracker everything for you it's super nice um that's cool and uh <laughs> i've been really on the fence about buying a steam deck for a long time mm. um especially since they're kind of like available now like you don't have to like get on a waiting list and wait for like 10 years to see if you're going to get it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they have a direct app that you can install on the Linux stuff for Steam Deck. So I'm heavily debating that being the tipping point to letting me to making me buy a Steam Deck so I can like go to the gym and walk on the treadmill and casually play Zooter. <laughs> yeah. As well as some other games. So uh, yeah, Ship of Harkinian or Harbor Master 64. Uh, that's that is my shout out. Nice. Yeah, I, I also had a friend of mine recently show me show off the Steam Deck to me and and got thinking about all of the like Hitman three potential uh, where I can play anywhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, definitely looks looks good right about now. Herf, what do you got for us? Uh, well, let me start out with something real quick. I'll just say uh, I, I recently bought and played and finished the Final Fantasy seven Crisis Core remaster. Uh, it was good if you like Final Fantasy VII or if you want to see a very well done remaster, you should play it. Awesome. What I really want to shout out is something I've already told you guys about, which is a little game on Steam and it's out on Xbox and Switch. I think it's out on like literally everything right now. Uh, it's called Chained Echoes. Uh, it's apparently, I didn't even know this, I read this today, it's apparently a German game. <clears throat> And it's a like a SNES style uh, RPG. It gives me very big Chrono Trigger vibes. You play like as many different characters. They have a little bit of a unique spin on the turn-based battle system, which is a little bit like sort of like the old Final Fantasies, where like agility uh, dictates the turn order. So everyone takes a turn, but it's not like your group takes a turn and then the, it's the enemy's turn. It's like whoever's, you know, next up from the agility. Uh, you get eventually you get an airship and you get something called sky armors, which are basically mechs that you can get into. And, you know, they give you a lot more power. They make you walk around faster. And then eventually they will also let you fly over maps and take you to like you know, a mountaintop that you couldn't reach before because it wasn't accessible except for from the air and stuff like that. And it's yeah. like, it seems to be never ending and it's like a huge epic story. It's it's really well done. And I definitely, if you're interested in SNES uh, RPGs, I, I definitely recommend it big time. Nice. Yeah, this game looks sick. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you posted about this and I... You said it was giving you Chrono Trigger vibes, and I was like, "Oh, say no more." I'm there, and then I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm I'm glad you reminded me because I'm looking at it, and this looks absolutely right up my alley. Yeah, um, right. It's great. Yeah. It's really and it's, fun. It's and Steam it's, Deck verified, so like I I could too, play yeah. it. Yeah, I mm, if I buy and it, it has mm. a lot of like good quality of life stuff that you like would miss in an old SNES RPG. Like uh, your walking speed on the map when you're running around is pretty quick like you never feel like it, it's a slog to get around and yeah. you don't get into random encounters you see the enemies on the map and then when you approach them you go into like a a battle thing so you always know when a battle is upcoming you can't really evade them uh so far i've never failed to escape from a battle if i didn't want to do it it mm-hmm. might just block your way progression wise and uh, it's one of those games where all your hp and mp refill after every battle so oh, nice. it's uh, you don't have to constantly like hunt for healing items or oh man I'm low health or whatever but the battles themselves are tuned a little harder because it all restores after the battle anyway so it's a lot easier to like have someone die or whatever It sounds like they figured out like the elements of old school RPGs mm-hmm. that you want and the ones that you don't want yeah. you know in 2022 and and yeah I'm reading about it on the site too it's kind of saying the same thing that's Extremely sick. Uh, I will definitely put a link to that in the description, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to be checking it out. So everybody, yeah, check definitely. out Chained Echoes. It's yeah. on my wish list now. Nice. Hell yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that about does it for us. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of Go Mode. Uh, oh, and happy holidays. I guess oh, yeah, we course. didn't really do like a we didn't really do like a Christmas thing this time, like we do sometimes. Jingle so bells. 
Yeah. Uh, happy holidays. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Merry Christmas. All that Boxing good stuff. Boxing Day for you Canadians. Boxing Day. Let's Boxing go New Year's day. Eve. That's my birthday. Let's go. Happy uh, birthday. To, uh, yeah. People with birthdays around this time. That's a holiday too. All right. We're done. Thank you all so much for listening. Let's go ahead and mirror out. In the house of stars.